Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a difficult year for Manitoba cattle producers continues. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Periods of snow, about 2 to 4 centimeters expected, the high minus 7, the wind chill around minus 19. Tonight, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries continuing, and a low minus 14. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud, the high of minus 5. Thursday, cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries and a high of plus 2. And Friday, cloudy with a high of plus 1. Normal high for this time of year is plus 5, the normal low minus 7. Sun rose this morning at 743. The sun will set tonight at 541. Around the province this hour in Estevan, it's minus 9. Also in Saskatoon, it's minus 9. Swift Current and Weyburn both sitting at minus 10. And Yorkton at minus 7. The cold spot this hour is Cypress Hills at minus 14. Hot spot is La Ronge at minus 7. In Moose Jaw right now, there's light and blowing snow. Wind west-northwest at 44, it's minus 9. And Regina, lights and blowing snow. Wind west-northwest at 39, gusting to 52, it's minus 9. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com. Filling in for Jim Smalley this week, this is Ryan McNally. This year has been memorable for Manitoba cattle producers for all the wrong reasons. Severe drought conditions in the summer led many regional municipalities in the Parkland and Interlake regions to declare an agricultural state of emergency. The dry weather left producers unable to produce enough hay to feed their cattle. The problem recently has been way too much moisture. Record amounts of rain fell during September, then a huge storm over the Thanksgiving weekend dumped up to 70 centimeters of snow in southern Manitoba. Manitoba Beef Producers President Tom Teekrob says he rather farms near Langruth, which is north of Portage La Prairie. Obviously, when you're looking at uh, you know livestock and, and cow-calf operations where you had lots of you know, lots, lots of natural shelter and, and bush. I think it was certainly a lot better. Uh, our challenge was, though, that uh, most all of my ranch and many of my neighbors uh, were all energized lines, and the hydro lines all blew over. Uh, I would say 80% of the hydro lines here in our area were, were poles snapped off, and fences laying on fe- or hydro hydro lines and hydro poles laying on fence lines. And so our challenge was just to keep them in beyond the storm. But when you look at other um, uh, feed, uh, you know, feedlots and and uh, areas where you even some of the community pastures out here, there are more out in in open areas where you just have marsh for protection. There were certainly some uh, understand some losses there, 
um, especially out uh, in the marsh that was so dry for most all the year when it was so dry, and then all of a sudden we had all this rain and the snow, and there were cow-calf pairs and, and animals trapped on uh, on these little islands, and unfortunately they, uh, they had uh, nowhere to go. And so there were some losses, and in terms of what the metrics are in those losses, I cannot say, but certainly those were more challenging. May not be the worst year Teak Rob can remember, but it does rank right up there. You know, for me, uh, I guess I went through a, a very difficult uh, period here when we had the 2011 and the 2014 flood, and, and, and I can't remember two worst years uh, outside of those years. Um, and uh, for producers uh, in Manitoba, and, and I know in various parts throughout Western Canada, it, it's been a really difficult year, and uh, back-to-back drought years, and, and, and now this. And, you know, producers that did have uh, feedstuffs out there and, and uh, feed inventory that was still green feed just uh, just yesterday there's a producer who has a uh, half section of uh, green feed out there that that uh, he's willing to to sell but uh, simply can't take it off because it's so wet and and so now whether or not uh, we're going to have nitrate issues and and all those things and whether or not he's going to be able to actually use it or sell it to anybody um, still remains a question but uh, uh, huge challenges this year huge challenges not only that we had no no inventory left from the last year and and but also it seems like almost every single person you talk to and you know they'll talk about feed supplies and how short they are and and still making a decision on whether or not they're going to call or not call so uh and now the snowstorm on top of this and having to feed through that storm and use up some of those inventory supplies and and it's just made it that much tougher and then not knowing you know what else we're going to get i know here in our area we're still waiting to get the the custom silage crew in to take our silage off and and uh so we're hoping to do that next week we hope that that happens and so yeah it's it's uh it's an absolutely uh perfect but yet such an imperfect storm manitoba's new minister of agriculture and resources blaine peterson is well known in the livestock sector he worked for several years in the feed industry. He's a person that's been uh, in government for some time, and so he, you know, he understands that process, and he also knows the, you know, our tough issues at hand, uh, whether it's our our ACL Crown lands file that, uh, you know, we're still trying to uh, negotiate on, and and uh, you know, our predation file and all those files that uh, we had, and uh, his portfolio has become bigger now, and. A part of sustainable development has come under this umbrella now, and and certainly I think some of that um, some of that confusion that we had before, where you have department overlap on some of these, uh, especially when you talk about you know policy changes and 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 those things re- regarding um, leases and and so on. It's nice to hopefully have that under one umbrella and be a little bit more transparent and consistent with all those uh, making all those uh, negotiations and and pieces a little bit easier. In his first official duty last week, Peterson announced the first dates for agricultural crown land lease auctions. It will be the first time that agricultural crown land leases will be allocated by way of a public auction. Peterson says the auction system is a fair and transparent approach that will create opportunities for new or young farmers to have access to public assets. Finally, T. Rob had this reaction to last week's federal election result. The Trudeau Liberals will form a minority government despite not electing a single member of parliament on the prairies. When you see that kind of polarization, you wonder how you, you know, navigate through that. But, you know, the fact is they are elected now and, and we will work with whomever is there. Um, 
Um, our, our job is to to be nonpartisan. We we have a job to lobby, irregardless of who forms government, provincially, locally, uh, and nationally. And and so, um, the polarization is concerning to me. But again, our our job is to make sure that we do the best that we can do to lobby with whomever is there. Tom Teakrob is president of Manitoba Beef Producers. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. We finally have something positive to report on the Canada-China canola dispute. Canadian and Chinese officials held consultations at the World Trade Organization in Geneva, Switzerland yesterday. Canola Council of Canada Vice President of Public Affairs Brian Inns was part of the Canadian delegation. Well, I'm here to be part of the delegation and help the government of Canada understand a bit more background on what the canola industry has been seeing, uh, provide some advice along the way, and, and the discussions themselves take place between the two governments at the WTO. Inez says the dialogue was an important step towards regaining access for canola seed exports to China. Yeah, it's really positive because this is the first face-to-face meeting that the government of Canada has had with China on this issue. Uh, It was a really substantive meeting. There were good discussions. And we think that's really important from a canola perspective because we see that the best way to resolve issues is through dialogue. So we, we're hoping as the Canola Council that these discussions do lead to the reopening of our, our seed exports because we continue to see strong uh, consumer demand for our canola in China. Since market access issues affecting canola seed trade started in early March, Chinese importers remain unwilling to purchase Canadian canola seed from exporters. Inez says the discussions at the WTO are the result of a formal request from the Canadian government related to the WTO sanitary and cytosanitary agreement that obliges all measures restricting trade to be based on science. China continues to uh, raise that they believe that there are uh, some weed seeds and um, and plant diseases that have been present in our shipments. We haven't seen any sign of that and any concerns from other customers. And the discussions here today were really about how China is meeting its obligations under the WTO agreement. So as Canada and China are both members of the WTO, we've committed to say that any measures that either of our country puts in place around uh, protecting plant health uh, shouldn't restrict trade um, and they must be based on science. So they shouldn't restrict trade any more uh, than they absolutely need to to protect the plants uh, of, of either of our countries. So that's what the discussion was about today. It's about how China, China's measures are uh, based on science um, and how they're being the least trade restrictive uh, that they can be. Inez says the canola industry hopes that the discussions at the WTO will result in a resolution to the dispute and that further dispute resolution steps will not be necessary. I think the government of Canada will need to carefully consider all the information it's received from China, go back to Ottawa, and there could be more discussions had uh, either here or or elsewhere as well. It's too early to say uh, what further action will be required. Um, From a Canola Council perspective, we would like to see the issue resolved uh, through dialogue as opposed to proceeding uh, more through the dispute settlement process. But of course, that dispute settlement process through the WTO is something that's open to Canada um, and uh, we're considering all options uh, as a sector um, if we're not able to resolve it 
through more dialogue. That was the Canola Council of Canada Vice President of Public Affairs, Brian Inez. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hull's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hicks Seed in Mossbank. If you have the need for seed, call Hicks Seed. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged at 260.06. Feed barley also unchanged at 151.62. Canola's down 230 to 404.16. Flax unchanged at 485.93. Oats up a dollar to six cents to 191.91. Yellow peas unchanged at 218.54. Feed wheat up a dollar to 147.79. Number one, Red Spring Weeds down a dollar forty-one to two eleven twenty-five. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboy and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboy at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. And the Canadian Canola Growers Association, up to $1 million now available to farmers. Visit ccga.ca slash cash advance for details. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 29th. There was no regular sale in Weyburn last week. It was the Cinnaboya's turn. Heiferet sold from $1.15 to $1.38. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.75. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.30 cents to $0.40. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from an 88 cents to $1.15. Weyburn had a pre-sorted Charlay calf sale on Monday. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.38 and sold up to $2.49. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.23 and sold up to $2.49. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.16 and sold up to $2.31. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.09 and sold up to $2.19. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.03 and sold up to $2.10. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2 and sold up to $2.06. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.95 and sold up to $2.05. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.88 and sold up to $1.96. Heifers were about 30 to 35 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500-pound tan steers at $2.31 a pound, a load of 550-pound tan steers at $2.19 a pound, a load of 600-pound tan steers at $2.09 a pound, a load of 650-pound tan steers at $2.06 a pound, a load of 700-pound tan steers at $2.05 a pound, and a load of 780-pound exotic steers at $1.96 a pound. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Tuesday, October 29th. Hams sold 7,800 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 126 to 155 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,900 head, selling in a range of 122 to 152 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up four basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3056. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.65 cents US. US cash markets are once again lower and all reporting reference regions are down by approximately $1 US 100 weight from the previous day. 
The recent and consistent moves lower in all regions suggest a more seasonal trend is developing that typically materializes at this time of year. The cash market is starting to come to grips with the idea that there will be a lot of pork to move coming soon, and the absence of a stronger export disappearance profile will likely keep any upside in check. Nearby lean hog futures have given back all the previous day's gains, with the deferreds coming under pressure as well. For now, there's still some optimism in the deferred futures contracts on ideas that pork will have to move into the export market at some time. On the outlook, periods of snow today, about 2 to 4 centimetres expected, the high minus 7, the wind chill minus 19. Tonight, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, low minus 14. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud, the high minus 5. In Regina, it's currently minus 9. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally.